0: there, Tessa Stucky. Today, we are talking about... Well, that was rude. Be quiet, computer. Ugh. Sorry. Today, we are talking about OCD, otherwise known as obsessive compulsive disorder. I got so many messages from you guys from parents about their kids their teenagers that struggle with OCD um so I really wanted to make a whole episode about this It's is really important um because what I think happens is that and this is just my opinion as a professional but then also personally I've seen it um And this is not to minimize anyone, but what I think happens is we hear about a diagnosis and then we read all the symptoms and we relate with a lot of them. And so we think, oh my gosh, I have that diagnosis, right? And you, I I need to make sure I'm sensitive because I don't want to say anything wrong, but I'm pretending you're sitting in my office and I'm talking to you mom to mom or mom to dad or whatever, parent to parent. There's so many like buzzwords and diagnoses out there that um, people overuse and are being overdiagnosed. Um, and OCD is one of them. And so I don't want to dismiss anyone who is truly struggling with OCD. And that's what I want to talk about today is kind of differentiating the two and how to manage if you do have OCD. But I also want to make it very, very clear. That OCD is something that if you have true OCD, it is debilitating. It is overwhelming and it is consuming and hard to function. Um, Now, do all of us have OCD tendencies? I do think we do. I feel like I'm coming across as harsh and I'm not meaning to. Maybe I just, (laughs) maybe I'm coming off of a a rough session (laughs) with a client. I'm sorry. Um, Let me, let me kind of start over. So OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder. The way I describe it to parents is it is a very intense anxiety disorder. So what happens is our minds get obsessed with a thought and, or an idea or a belief and that is anxiety. That is anxiety coming in because it's usually negative. Um, and then, um, or uh, obsessed, I'm trying to think of a, an example. Um, and then and then they react with the compulsion. So the compulsion part is rituals and repetitive behavior that's meant to reduce that anxiety, to reduce the distress. So like, for example, someone who... Um, is fearful of getting sick. That's a very, very common one amongst kids and teenagers for sure. Someone who's very fearful of getting sick might wash their hands five times between every interaction with people. Um, So, but then like the OCD tendency side would be someone who washes their hands once in between, you know, as much as possible throughout the day. Like that's not horrible OCD I feel like I'm not coming across very good today when we see OCD when we see the 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 diagnosis diagnosis of OCD that affects the daily functioning of a client it is unreasonable it's bothersome to the client it's um overwhelming it makes daily functioning really really hard um There's a lot of like checking, cleaning, counting. That's very common. Um, I know a lot of people think like, oh, oh, I'm so OCD. I love like all my clothes in my closet to be color coordinated. I'm so OCD. And I think that's what I mean by like, we have to be a little bit less insensitive. Like that's not OCD. That's liking something a certain way. (laughs) But like... If, if you notice your red shirt is too close to the pink shirt and you cannot leave the house unless you know for sure it's not touching the pink shirt and you have to go check it seven times before you leave the house. And then when you leave the house, you think about it all day long and then you go back home just to check on that shirt, shirt and you end up checking it seven more times and then you lock the door seven times, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like that's OCD. That is an intense anxiety, an intense feeling of distress and discomfort that that person has somehow figured out in their own world that checking it seven times over and over again is going to fix that anxiety. Um, But we all have little rituals and we all have little things that we do that help cope with anxiety. And so I think sometimes it can get misconstrued or there's like a blurry line like I know for me I'm obsessed with making the bed like I had this belief after I know I've talked about this on here before but when I had the twins um, and I don't have OCD let me say that I don't have OCD but I have OCD tendencies which is what I I think a lot of people have but when I had the twins so Bo was three trip was two and the twins were newborn. Obviously, my world was very chaotic. My husband worked a lot. And um, I had this thing in my head that the only thing I could control was making my bed every morning and making sure that it looked good. And I got so obsessed with that that I started to believe this theory that if I didn't make my bed in the morning, then it was gonna be a bad, chaotic day. And I started to prove that. To to myself so like someone would come wake me up unexpectedly i'd have to get out of bed i wouldn't make my bed because i'd have to go tend to the babies or to the kids and then later on in the day i'd come back to my bedroom see the bed wasn't made and be like "Ugh, that's why i should it was almost became like a superstition and so then i became obsessed with making my bed so it didn't matter who was screaming or crying or or who needed their waffle toasted I made sure that I made my bed and in my head at the time I was able to justify it like no I'm just making my bed this is what I need for self-care this is what I need to be mentally strong and that was true it is but that was my compulsion to the obsession of making sure I had a good day and my only ticket to that was making my bed now there was some truth to that typically if I didn't have time in the morning to make my bed, I didn't have time because my morning routine was interrupted by the chaos of a bunch of kids in my house, a bunch of babies and toddlers, Um, but why did I let that ruin my whole day, and that's what happened for me, so once I realized that I was experiencing some OCD tendencies, I was able to rewire, reframe, reevaluate, and change my way of thinking. I even got to the point to where if my husband made the bed, I would undo it all and redo it, okay? Like for me, potentially that could have gotten to a worse state, right? But I was able to get a hold of it and recognize what was going on. Um, So that is an example of an OCD tendency that is leaning more towards the diagnosis because I... I had this belief right but 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 wanting to have all of your red pins separate from your blue pins um it depends on on what's going on for you what's what's the behavior or what's the emotion behind that behavior i say that a lot what is the emotion behind that behavior it's important to look at that what happens with ocd is um, a lot of times you'll see that it gets worse when you're more stressed out so if your child is experiencing a lot of pressure at school or there's something going on within their friend group or um, something even you know at home maybe you and your teenage daughter are not getting along or like you're gonna see those tendencies or those symptoms of OCD come out more during those stressful events Um, and it's that feeling of similar to my bed making situation like that feeling of, of losing control and so when someone has this really intense anxiety disorder of OCD they try to gain control with these compulsions right and so I think I already mentioned this but a lot of times it's like checking things over and over again a lot of times they have certain numbers that they lean on um, and this is what I say to parents <clears throat> it doesn't depending on the level of OCD that your child has, if it's not affecting the daily functioning, okay? So if it's not overwhelming them, if it's not making you guys progressively late for everything, then there's really no need to flip out yet. Now, we want to make sure it doesn't get worse, right? So it's important to talk about that. Um, If you are seeing signs in your kid with OCD make sure you're not just picking up on like these little rituals that they do and now you're just determined that they're OCD okay but if they if they really and truly it's getting worse and worse they can't calm themselves down they're having really big tantrums over it um they can't sleep because of it, it's affecting school, it's affecting their friendships, it's affecting y'all's relationship, then it is time to go to a therapist. And you need to find a therapist who works really well with kids or teenagers. A lot of times with kids, you're gonna find play therapists, which are great. It's just a slower progress, I will tell you. But kids do need play therapy because they're not as good at communicating and just sitting and talking, right? Like you need to play with them usually to to get them comfortable so that they will talk. Um, so play therapy is great for kids, teenagers. You need to get them in with someone who they feel comfortable with and they have a good connection with and a good rapport so that they can start learning how to minimize their OCD compulsions and their obsessions really dive into what that anxiety is about, what that emotion is. Um, If you notice that they, okay, so our goal here is to not make it worse, right? Um, So what if it is bad? What if it is affecting their daily functioning? What if um, they can't leave the house? What if they're so scared of getting sick that they have to take a shower six times You know, every time they come across something that they don't want to be around, like that would affect your daily functioning. Right. So there's a difference. We need to make sure we're evaluating it correctly so that we're not over dramatizing something that could just be OCD tendencies and rituals or and what like the real diagnosis that's the disorder and the disorder is going to be so overwhelming so time consuming and so debilitating that they don't want to get out of bed they don't want to go to school when they are at school they can't turn their brain off of anything but that obsession um and they can't handle it again time for therapy but it also might be time for some medication. So. When we put our teenagers on medication for something like OCD, again, that's a really bad anxiety disorder. And so they're going to put them on an antidepressant. So typically doctors do not start our kids on anti-anxiety. That's very dangerous, very scary. Eventually they might work up to an anti-anxiety and that's fine. And you need to follow your doctor's orders. I am definitely not Um, any sort of medical doctor so um, I definitely hand that over to the doctors and the psychiatrists but if we start our kids on an antidepressant a lot of times that can help minimize the anxiety minimize that emotion those irrational beliefs behind the OCD so that they have more ability to manage it so what happens with medication i know i've talked about this before but what happens with medication is it doesn't take away the problem right it does not take away the anxiety but it does if you find the right medication if you go through that process of finding the right one that works it does lessen the intensity of the anxiety it keeps our heads clearer our irrational thoughts aren't as loud, and we are able to sit and think clearly, rationally, and and manage our emotions better. And so it's more successful. So I had a client years ago who would take seven showers after everything. I mean, everything she did. If she came home from school, she would take seven showers. If her brother sat in her seat at the kitchen table, and then she did, like she didn't know it, and she well, one if she knew it, she wouldn't sit in it. If she did not know it and sat in it and then found out, she would go take seven showers. Um, It was really intense, and it was disrupting their whole lifestyle, right? Because everywhere they went, anything they did, she would have mental breakdowns and anxiety attacks. And then, like, she couldn't wait to get home to take seven showers. Seven showers. Think about how long that would take. Well, she was very resistant to medication for a long time. I am all about not getting on medication super quick. Um, I'm all about holding off on that um however we did get to that point and oh my gosh (laughs) it changed everything everything she did not obsess i mean she could have fun with her friends and not think about rushing home to take a shower she didn't need seven showers anymore she would take like one shower a day which was huge um and she was able to tackle life stressors like like, a lot, uh, like people who don't have OCD. So she was able to have that emotional strength to get through typical life stressors um, and not let OCD get in the way. Another thing that is really helpful for kids and teenagers is to recognize that their OCD is not their identity, which, don't get me started on that. There's so many teenagers and people who like to take it on as their identity, but I won't, I'm not talking about that today. Um, so... What I like to do with my kids and teenagers is have them name that OCD. So have you guys seen the movie Inside Out by Pixar? If you haven't, stop what you're doing and go watch it. It's so good. It's so good for kids to watch. It's so good for teenagers to watch. It's so good for adults to watch. I love it, love it, love it. But the whole concept is that there's like five, I think, um, emotions inside our brain that are controlling our every move, and whoever's up at the... Um, console table or whatever the what's that called what is that called the control table um like whether it's joy anger fear what are the other ones disgust and sadness um so that's like controlling what we're doing right and so what I have my clients do is I have them watch that movie and then we imagine OCD as the sixth emotion um and then they get to name the OCD and they come up with I mean it depends on what age the kid is but they come up with some great names. Like I've had some kids that call him like poo-poo head or sometimes they're just like regular names and they're like, "Um, I'm going to name him Oscar, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) I wonder why, but okay. Um, And so we named the OCD so that they can really recognize that it is separate from them. And then in the moment, so this is really good for kids who, um, maybe you're noticing the tendencies a little too much. Um, they can't get through something without doing these tendencies and it's, maybe you're seeing it getting progressively worse and worse. Um, This is really great for them because they can separate it from themselves, name it, and then when they notice that it's there, they can tell it to go away. And they can say, nope, I'm not going to let Oscar control me right now. I need to get my homework done. I will deal with Oscar later. You know, that whole mindset, I mean, that can be so powerful to – To be able to put things to the side for now, like our emotional distress and our anxiety, let me put that to the side right now. Focus on what I need to focus on. And sometimes for kids, that means naming it and telling Oscar to go away. I always describe it, you know, remember, those old mickey mouse cartoons and surprisingly kids know what i'm talking about when i say this um when the like ghost will take over mickey mouse's body and make mickey mouse do y'all i'm literally doing motions right now in my kitchen while i'm talking to my microphone (laughs) um but it makes i'm still doing them the ghost makes mickey mouse do these certain movements um and like mickey mouse is at the mercy of the ghost well, that is exactly what OCD is. And we need to make sure that we get rid of OCD from – we need to make sure that we are not at the mercy of OCD. And so visualizing that, thinking of it that way and telling the ghost to go away or telling Oscar or Poopyhead or whatever your kid names the OCD to go away – can be so powerful because all that is is self-awareness and self-regulation, which is uh, what we need to get through anxiety. It's just that with OCD, it can be so intense and so, so consuming. Um, So that's kind of my gist on OCD. I think that a lot of us, if not all of us, have OCD tendencies, and that is okay. It's a matter of how much it's affecting our daily life and our daily functioning, I do still make my bed every morning. Um, if I don't, I do feel a little bit stinky and crabby, um, but I'm working on that. I it's, it's a fine line, right? Because I love the feeling of having my bed made and being productive first thing in the morning. And I'm a very, very big um, uh, encourager of that with clients and people in general. Like a clean space is a, A clear, What is that saying? A clear space? Clear bed is a clear head or whatever. Clear head is a clear... Wait. Clear bed is a clear head. That's that's the thing. And I believe in that. Like when our environment is organized, we feel more organized. When it's disorganized and chaotic, we feel chaotic. So that is... I try to stick with that with my bed. But the minute I'm like, ugh, I'm going to have a bad day if I don't make my bed, I try to totally just dispute that irrational thought because that is so ridiculous. Now, am I going to feel more organized and productive and maybe be in a better mood if I do make my bed? Yeah, sometimes, but I'll tell you what, I've definitely had some bad days and my bed is still made. (laughs) So I just have to work on, on reminding myself that. Anyways, I hope you're having a wonderful day and that this was really helpful. Let me know if you have any other questions, feel free to DM me or email me. Um, I share that information after this episode, in the little wrap up section. So stay tuned for that if you want to get a hold of me. Um, and I will talk to you guys soon. Okay. So that's it for today. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and hearing me out. I know sometimes I can ramble or it can get really heavy and we talk about things that aren't so pleasant. Um, this parenting gig is no joke. So I encourage you to, I don't know, balance it with something nice. Like now put on a really fun song to sing to, or go watch a Disney movie or (laughs) go hug your kid extra long. Um, and do you guys ever do that whole thing where you let your kid hug you or like they have to be the first one to pull away i'm a very very big fan of that except like my kids never pull away (laughs) i'm like i have things to do but i love you so much i'm sure at some point they will be pulling away they're still so young anyways i hope you guys are having a great day if you really are loving this stuff that i'm sharing on here please subscribe and share with your friends because most importantly, we want other parents to get on board with a lot of the things that I'm talking about. Um, you can find more about me at my website, www.tessastucky.com, or I'm really active on Instagram at the mom therapist. I will see you guys next time.